What's up, everybody? Episode eight now of the Junk Wax Pod. And like uh, every end of the month, we don't have any cards to un- unwrap to uh, break open, but got a special episode, of course, because we got a little segment we call What Does He Do for a Living? And then we have our monthly NBA fantasy draft with the cards that we un- that we open. But first, I want to give a shout out, like I always do, to myjunkwaxbox.com. Kyle, specifically, he's doing a good job over there. Uh, he reached out to me again this week and basically said he's going to give us a shout out this week for our uh, pod. He loves what we're doing. And he always says, uh, he thinks it's funny when I eat the gum. Uh, the last, the last piece of gum I didn't think was humorous at all. Uh, since I've consulted my dentist, <laughs> uh, but a little piece of info for all of our listeners in South America. Thank you, because now we are on Apple Podcasts. We're the number four basketball pod in the country of Peru. We are in the we have cracked the top 100 for sports podcasts in the country of Peru. So who who do you know in Peru, man? Ashton Mulliken, he's a chef over there. He's he's plugging his big time over there in Peru. I don't know how many English speakers uh, slash sports fans are in Peru, but a uh, huge shout out to them. I mean, I I got an email number four basketball podcast basketball-related podcast in the country of Peru. But think about it, man. You don't have to speak English to know Bo Jackson, LeBron James, you know, and they probably look at us and probably get a good laugh, at, you know, just from us laughing and yeah. enjoying it. But shout-out to Ashton Mulligan. Good dude, man. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was really neat. Uh, also, a couple listeners have pointed out, my fish tank back here, they want to know what uh, the names of my fish. Well, I got a snail in there named Gary. We've got uh, some some fish. One of them's called SpongeBob. I don't know what the heck my uh, kids have named my fish, but they've been featured in every pod so far, so shout out to my fish. Uh, without further ado, let's move on to a little segment that we like to call Let's Talk Some Junk. Hey, what, real quick, though, I noticed your photo, your graphic today of Donnie Baseball, which I think is one of the coolest nicknames in baseball, Don Mattingly. But I want you to take a closer look at that when you get a chance and tell me he doesn't look like David Spradlin in Augusta. He's got a huge jaw in his jaw. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I looked at it, I was like, that looks like David Spradlin. Right. I'm sure it's sunflower seeds or bubble gum. I just don't remember Donnie Baseball having those free-flowing locks, man, but Duke yeah, he, hit, he was a hit he, machine. He looked the part for the late 80s and early 90s, that's for sure. Good call. Well, let's talk some junk. Hey, let's talk some junk. Uh, I don't know if you have, are a, a Netflix frequent uh, viewer, but there's some cool sports uh, docs on there right now and I want to just give a quick shout out and like plug to the two that I just watched first uh, the one that just came out it's a it's a part of the untold series about Manti Teo 
Have you have you watched that one, Patrick? I have. I actually watched uh, both episodes the other night, and of course, I'd kind of followed that story. I used right. to be one of those ones who would make you know funny memes and jokes about him because right. I didn't know the whole story. And I remember one New Year's Eve, I took a selfie with my hand like this, you know, and I'm like, I brought man man Titeo's date with me to. New Year's Eve, you know, just, but man, after I watched that documentary, man, how's your heart not bleed for that guy? All right. Now you feel awful. I do too. I did the same thing back then and I feel terrible. Like he didn't deserve that at all. And no. And what it kind of made me mad was that the, uh, the catfisher, um, Rana, was it, I think? Rania. Rania, whatever. Tuiasasopo. Yeah, of course, you know, that's a football name. Got, Mar yeah. you know, Marcus Tuiasopo is her cousin, but, what made I don't think that she felt any kind of remorse whatsoever. No, like she it, seemed like it bothered her as bad as I wanted it to. It seemed like they felt like they were a victim in this for some odd reason, and and I get it. Like uh, they were, you know, in a culture where a football culture specifically, where you know the the way that they wanted to to be the way they wanted to live was not really culturally acceptable. So I do feel for them, but uh yeah, I felt the same way. Like well and um I listen to Kentucky Sports Radio every day and they were talking about it a couple of days ago and they um they brought about a perspective that I never really thought about about how you know that situation in general cost him a career in the NFL, cost him millions of dollars. I mean it just it did cost him millions of dollars. He dropped to the second round in the draft. It was supposed to be like a lottery pick. Right. Supposed to be early to mid first round, mid first round to late, whatever. Uh, feel bad. And not only dude. that, but, you know, the, the, the more, I guess, you know, we can talk about the money and that's a big deal, you know, because he, he dropped, he lost lots of money, but his mental health, man, and he's handling it. Shout out to that dude, man. Right. I don't know how it still goes on. Kudos to him for like quickly um forgiving Renaya Tuyasa Sopo or Naya as as they like to be called now. Uh I'm glad you brought up the mental health thing because I don't know, there's another untold one that I stumbled upon because of that. And it's one that I've been meaning to watch because uh this dude uh, I've seen play in celebrity golf and uh, tennis i've followed his career marty fish he really struggled with his mental health with being you know the american hope uh with andy roddick for quite some time and you know and i felt like they really put too much pressure on those dudes like i i how do you beat roger federer novak Djokovic? And Rafael Nadal, like they were just so unlucky to be playing against three of the top five tennis players of all time. I, I just thought it was unfair, and they really put a lot of pressure on themselves. People put a lot of pressure on them. And uh, Marty Fish, awesome human being, like he is so resilient. Uh, I just thought it was a great like. If you're ever, if you're interested, if anybody's interested in the you know erasing the stigma with mental health uh specifically in males male athletes the the one with marty fish and uh 
Andy Roddick's also in, and I felt like Andy Roddick had, you know, a rough go too. He won the U.S. Open at a, or at a young age, and then all of a sudden, Roger Federer shows up, and he doesn't want to lose in any tournament. And you know, you go to the French Open, and nobody's beaten Rafa at the French Open. And then you know, a few just a few years later, Novak Djokovic might be, you know. Arguably one of the best hardcore players of all time. So, and that's the thing too. You kind of took what I was going to say about Marty Fish. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, whether it be online or read articles, me being a big tennis fan, I read a little bit about it, but um, it was unfair to put all that pressure. You know, a lot of people say, well, Marty Fish didn't pan out. He never lived up to the hype or expectations. How many other tennis players get that kind of hype going against? arguably the three greatest to ever play the sport at the same time. And, you know, think of another sport. Are there the three of the best of all time playing at the same time? Any sport. I don't think I mean, there is. I don't either. I don't think there ever has been. I mean, and maybe and then, maybe back in the 20s in baseball, you had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and whoever else. But uh, I don't think now you could say comparing baseball – comparing baseball uh, – eras is impossible so it's not like you can right do that but but yeah. i always felt like it was unfair to say that fish didn't live up to the hype because he had a pretty successful tennis career right but you know he's like you said arguably you know rafa's the best on clay hands down you could make a strong case of is the best on grass he dominated wimbledon of course pete sampras did as well and then you know Djokovic. He's good on all surfaces but he's dominant on the hard i mean he literally went against the top player on each surface yeah. During his career. And then uh, to get through, you know, the Americans, he had to go through Andy Roddick. He actually lived with the Roddicks for a, a while. And he had to get through Andy Roddick, who had the, he might have the hardest serve of any American in quite some time. So I, I don't know. Besides the tennis part, I felt like Marty Fish, just an unbelievably resilient dude. And, uh, you know, the mental health topic is in, in, in male sports is something that is not really talked about. And, you know, for, I mean, as long as sports has been around until recently, the culture was not good. Well, I think, I think you were appeared weak if yeah. you admitted you had mental health issues. I think it probably now it's as uh, accepted as it ever has been, but um, I, I'm glad you talked about those two documentaries and I hope people that listen, give those two a chance because they were both great. Yep. Uh, so before we move on to our other two segments, uh, shout out to faithful listener, Matthew McCain. He, uh, he's already texted me wanting to know when the episode is dropping. And he's uh, also brought up the fact that you're a Pepsi drinker and I'm a Coke drinker. So my question to you, is when you order a Pepsi and they say is Coke okay, what do you what do you what is your response? Absolutely. And and um I honestly I like Coke as well. I, and I think the reason why I buy a lot of Pepsi is because that's what my girls like. So when they're here, we have Pepsi, then whatever's not drank when they leave is what I have. I don't want our listeners think that we 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 called each other today and uh <laughs> plan for you to have a Coke and me to have a Pepsi because if you remember last week I had a Sprite. So um right. And, well listen, but, I'm 
I'm the opposite. If I order a Coke and they say, is Pepsi okay? I'm like, no, it's not okay. Like, I don't think they even <laughs> taste similar. Like, I think the only similarity is they're dark. But uh, a good friend of mine, Mrs. Bach at school, she says that uh, a warm Coke tastes like Pepsi. I don't know if that's true, but I'm willing to try it. Well, um, I was I was one of those guys growing up that said, Coke and Pepsi taste alike. There is no difference. But as I've gotten older, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Right. I don't think they taste alike. No, they don't. And I like both. So, Right. All right. So it's time to move on to our next segment, a segment that we like to call, What Does It Look Like He Does for a Living? So I've got, uh, I've got our five men here that we're going to go through. All right. Were these randomly or handpicked? These are handpicked. <laughs> these are handpicked. If I was going to do them randomly, you know, might not be as funny. But uh, I picked five good ones, I think. Okay. First one is a pitcher from the Detroit Tigers. This was an 87 tops card that we opened. It is Bill Scherer. <laughs> what does it look like Bill Scherer does for a living? Oh, man, that's tough. I'm going to say, does he have a picture on the back? No. Another angle. Was 87. Oh, it's 87 tops. That's my favorite. Um, He got destroyed by that awful gum that I got out of 87 tops. That makes me think that gum's greasy. <laughs> um. Bill sure. Give me one more shot at him. <laughs> I think he looks like maybe he owns a honky tonk bar. Oh, now, yeah, I wasn't thinking that. Like, I don't know like what I, I was thinking. Picture, I could picture one of those. I'm not sure what they call those ties that are just like those old Western ties. Oh, they're they're called bolas. Bola. It looks yeah, like I think so. He might wear a bola. Well, and I, you know what? That's a very good call. But do you think that he um, – you think he would sing karaoke and line dance at his – Oh, good shout because he does look like a line dancer. Like he might lead Copperhead Road or the Boots Goose. Oh, oh, yeah. And uh, I can see him wearing some Wranglers with boots and having a wallet on a chain. And yeah, I, well, you hit the nail on the head. That dude is straight up honky-tonk. All right. Next we got a – Another pitcher. This is an 87 tops again. He played for the San Diego Padres. His name is Craig Lefferts. Craig Lefferts. Hmm. He's, he's got, got a, a dis- weird name. I don't know. He's got a distinct look about him. Uh-huh. I love his mustache. It is very yeah, I- well kept. It almost looks fake. Well, I I think he kind of remi- reminds me of like an auto mechanic. I like seem like all auto mechanics have a mustache. Yeah, he, he kind of looks like he might rock a good wrench shirt in his off days. Yeah, like a button up good wrench and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I don't I know like if that's that. the best guess, but I think he probably he probably works on cars, changes oil. Yeah. He that's a good shout. I think he, he does look like an automobile mechanic. 
But it's too bad you took the automobile mechanic for Craig Lefferts because next we have <laughs> pitcher from the Houston Astros, Danny Darwin. <laughs> Is Danny, Danny Darwin responsible for Darwin's theory? I don't think that's him. Survival of the fittest. Maybe he's a descendant of Darwin. I think I, I think Danny Darwin looks like he might be in a country western movie with with uh, yeah something about that hair over his ear. Look at look at the hair over his ear. He yeah, needs a barber, nonsense. man. That is nonsense. I, I'm thinking he kind of looks like um uh, not. His mustache not as well kept as uh, Craig Leffert's. No, but I think he's probably more suited for the auto mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, and I honestly I had no idea that was coming, but I think he's more suited for that. But something <laughs> about that hair, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it, that, like I don't I, know if you can see his hair under his cap. Yeah, but it's like touching his eyebrows. Here's the thing. I don't know what kind of money Danny Darwin made in 87, but the man could afford a barber. Dude, he played from, I mean, this was 87. He came in in 77. This is 10 years down the road. Well, he was a millionaire then. In 84, he pitched 223 and two-thirds innings. In one year? In one year. I mean, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen nowadays. No, that's what you call a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call a horse when you pitch that many innings. I've got a specific job that I can't – that I think he looks like, and it's not coming to me. Like, I feel like he looks like something, but it's not coming to me. Well, I'm going to I'll say, continue to think as we go along. I'm going to say he looks like he might be in a country western, but, uh, yeah, he is from Texas. Okay. Hmm. Shortstop, the Yankees. A shortstop from the Yankees that I'd never even heard of. I think you said you did, but it's Wayne Tolson. Wayne Tolson. I'm not 100% sure I've heard of Wayne Tolson, but it seems to me like he's a impersonating a baseball player. <laughs> because yeah. if he was a backup for the – if he was a shortstop for the Yankees, there's only one shortstop for the Yankees the past 20 years that I've ever heard of. El Capitan. Um, he's a, this dude right here's got a distinct look too. I think he looks like somebody that may um, ride around and check your meters. Like he might work for KU. <laughs> I like that. I like he gives a lot. he gives me a Jerry Dale vibe. <laughs> I like that. He's an electrician for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's like in you know like a meter reader or a meter reader. Wayne Tolson. Kentucky Utilities. Oh, absolutely. I th I think he could also be a guard a guard in college basketball from like the Kansas. late 80s, early nineties. Yeah, he looks like maybe a Rex Walters or or Richie Farmer. Richie I Farmer. <laughs> I don't know. Like he looks like he could maybe play guard and shave some points. Uh, if he played point guard in the 80s, he shaped points. Yeah. All right. Wayne last, Colson. Last one. A pitcher <coughs> for the Cleveland Natives. Scott Bales. 
Scott Bales. Scott Bales installs satellite dishes. I like that. I think he's in the technology field or something with, you know, internet related stuff. Like, I, I think Scott Bales was an extra in the Major League trilogy. Ooh, look at that shirt. That's the shirt Jake Taylor wore report, reporting to spring training or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like he might have been like, uh, I don't know. He might have been uh, Ricky Vaughn's stunt double. Something. I, I, he may have been in like some short scenes where he's like catching a fly ball that, you know, he was an, a player that was uh, not featured. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's a got, good call. He's got a Hollywood look to him. He does. I mean, he's clean cut. And you know, he's banging that glove right now. Yeah. <laughs> Scott. Scott Bales, you know, we're like 0 for 4 or 5 on getting the people that we talk about to tweet us back or retweet us. I'm still disappointed at Suns GM. Yeah, dude. That I'm... dude's not getting lots of mentions. I promise you. Hampton. I didn't know that he was had a voice for radio or TV. Twin Kempton. Twim. Twim <laughs> Kempton. <laughs> He's, he was so uh, uh, he was so nice. They put him in twice. Scott Bales was from, is from. I'm sure he's still alive. Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, that's fairly local. It's fairly local. Shout out to Chillicothe. My dad they, used to work. My dad used to work on the railroad in Chillicothe. <laughs> All right. So next we have our NBA fantasy draft and the. Uh, Packs that we had were we had a 91-92 upper deck. We had a 92-93 tops. And we had a 89-90 NBA hoops. But the way we're going to do this is, of course, we're going to have tiers. You're going to choose between two players on the first tier. You're going to choose between two players on the second tier. And then you're going to choose between two players on the third tier. Our final two players are going to come from another section of cards that are uh, pretty much a hodgepodge and uh, equally as good as quality of player goes. Man, I'm trying to find Scott Bales on Twitter. And I type his name in. And I get you can't really see it, but there's like seven or eight cards all autographed by Scott Bales, and the card that we have the, is not one of them. Oh, Scott Bales being generous with his John Hancock. Scott Bales does not have Twitter, but he's if you search him, he's all over Twitter. All right, but he doesn't want, have a Twitter. I want you to call heads or tails. Tails never fails. Tails, it is. You get first pick. And the first pick of the episode eight Junk Wax Pod Fantasy Basketball Draft is between 89 NBA All-Star Carl, the mailman, Malone, 92-93 All-Star Sir Charles Barkley. Who you going with, Patrick? Mm, that's tough. Does the year of the player matter? 
Nah, I don't think it does. Mm. You're on the clock. The pick is in. The pick um, is in. These are two guys that I think have very similar games. Did uh, my question though is, did Malone win a championship with the Lakers? No, I don't think he did. Uh, I think they See, lost these, to the Pistons, right? Okay, these could be two of the greatest players that never win an NBA championship, but sure. I think I think I'm going with Sir Charles. Good selection. I think just, you know, think about the NBA game today. I think Sir Charles was able to step out and knock down perimeter shots. Not that Malone couldn't, but Malone did a lot of his work in the paint. All right, so I'll get the mailman, and I'll get – the first pick in the second round between Patrick Ewing and Kevin McHale. Jeez, these are tough selections, dude. Kevin you did McHale's, a good job. Kevin McHale is going to be a center in this game. I'll take right. Patrick. I'll take Patrick Ewing. I'll that take McHale. Me. I don't think we can go wrong there. But hey, I heard a debate recently about Carl Malone, and I don't want to get sidetracked because I know we're time constraints, but. Um, do you think Malone was that good of a player or he just benefited greatly from Stockton? No, I don't think so. I honestly I think Stockton benefited from Malone just That's as much what, that as was Malone my benefited from Stockton. Uh man, I thought Malone was great. I did too. I just I my argument was too that I felt like he benefited just as much from Stockton as uh, Stockton did. It was a different game back then, like uh strength and physicality mattered a lot more, especially at the power forward position. That's true. And Carl Malone had power for sure. I mean, he's a professional wrestler. Did he uh, did he go to Louisiana Tech? Yeah. No, right. wait. I don't know. I think he did. That's... It doesn't say on this card, but he I'm may sure not. No. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure who you're gonna pick here, but you got two guards here. You got Reggie and Latrell Spreewell. Nah, this one ain't as hard for me. I'm going Reggie. I don't think Spreewell's good for team culture. <laughs> he probably just choked out PJ Carlissimo. Well, I'm taking Spree because I want some spinners for my Jeep. <laughs> hey, and I can tell you what, hey, Spreewell could play, man. All right. So you need a guard and a forward. Oh wait, it's my turn. I need a I need a guard and a forward as well. So we have left Todd Day, Walt Williams, Jim Paxson, the older brother of John Paxson. We got Ricky Pierce play both positions according to his card. You got Larry Nance. Larry Nance can get up above the rim, man. You got a legend in Caldwell Jones. He's a center, but he could be a forward. Kenny the Jet Smith and Lafayette Lever. Mm. I am going to go with. I'm going to go with Kenny the Jet Smith. Good pick. 
I think I think I want Ricky Pierce. Ricky Pierce. And to fill your team out. Hmm. Give me a breakdown again. So you need a forward. You got well, you can have Ricky Pierce at forward also. You got Todd Day. You got Jim Paxson. Larry Nance. Lafayette Lever. He was a scoring machine too. Walt the Wizard Williams. I think I want Ricky Pierce to be. Who'd you show me after Jim Paxson? Uh, Larry Nance. Yeah, I want Larry Nance. I want to move Ricky Pierce to the two guard. Put Larry Nance at the forward position. Good team. And I think Larry Nance is probably going to win a dunk contest. And I'll take – man, that that was a good pick, and that that really messed me up because I wanted Larry Nance. So I'll take – I'll move Latrell Sprewell to forward, and I'll take Fat Lever. Fat Lever could score, man. And he was – how tall was he? He was undersized, wasn't he? Yeah, he was undersized. Let's see. Six three. I don't know if okay. that's true. I don't know if that's true. I thought he was smaller than that. Okay, so your team is Ricky Pierce, Reggie Miller, Larry Nance, Charles Barkley, Kevin McHale. I think you're gonna beat I, me again. <laughs> I might win an NBA championship with that team. I've got Kenny Smith, Fat Lever, Latrell Sprewell, Carl Malone, and Patrick Ewing. I run and clocked you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so uh, next month, well, actually, uh, the next month box, or this month box, August's box, is on its way. So next week we will have uh, three more packs to open. I'm not sure of the theme yet, but uh, as soon as I find that out, I'll put that out. Do you have a bre- do you have a breakdown of which uh, packs are in the box? Like how I many football? Not, football I haven't basketball? gotten I haven't gotten that yet either. But well, what's uh, Kyle doing? Get on the ball, Kyle! <laughs> shout out, Kyle! Myjunkwaxbox.com. As usual, per usual, I uh, love what they're doing. Uh, they're really easy with any kind of customer service. I had a bank card get hacked this month and changing payment was quick and easy. Emailed him personally, got back to me ASAP. Uh, if you're in, if you're looking for a little fun, you like cards and you want to see if you can get, to, get a goat out of here because it may contain some goats. Um, and uh, you know, look up myjunkwaxbox.com. You can also find them on Twitter at junkwaxbox. Um, you can find our podcast on YouTube, preferably, because visual aid really helps with this podcast. Uh, but also, you can find us on Spotify and, of course, 
find us on Apple Podcasts, as most people do in Peru. Uh, shout out to the Peruvians. And shout out to Ashton Mulligan. And he's doing his thing. Follow him on uh, Instagram, too. Um, and find I was going to say, I've had several people that see me or whatever. They've asked about um, – the junk whack box and that website and stuff. So I just want to encourage, you know, kind of like what you just said, piggyback and say that anybody out there likes cards, go give them a, go give yeah. them a shout out and go give them a, give, give, go them, give a them some business. Give them a chance. They, they have more than just a monthly uh, subscription service. You can buy the individual box for the month. Uh, you can buy uh, another package that has more packs in it. Which which is like you know sixty dollars. I think it's a steal still. Um, I want to give a shout out quickly to Ashton Mulliken on Instagram. He is at Ashton Mulliken, and shout out to his restaurant in Peru, Cafe A Bistro. Uh, looks really good. I wish I could make it to Peru and dine at Cafe A Bistro. Uh, but uh, find us uh, next week. We'll be back uh, cracking open some packs, hopefully eating some gum. And uh, until then, uh, we'll see you. Thanks, Patrick, for joining me again. Always a pleasure. Enjoyed it. Good night, everybody.